hey i had a really great time i would love to do that again so give me a call back um you never did call me to let me know you got in safely so i was just checking on you all right call me back Okay, I'm very confused. We went out, we had a good time, at least I thought we had a good time, and now you dodging me, you're not answering my calls. That's real crazy to me. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Hey everybody, welcome back to a special episode of the Save the Date podcast. This is the Healthy Dating Preservation Podcast for millennials and anyone who might need it. We are your hosts, Imani. And Candace. Imani, you sound like you got janitor keys. I do. <laughs> I was trying to put them somewhere where they wouldn't fall and they was jingling while I was talking. <laughs> but um, guys, this is a really special, I don't know, I said really special and I'm, y'all going to be listening to it like this is not that special. <laughs> no, this is a special episode of the Save the Date podcast. We are wrapping our year up and we just wanted to take some time to reflect and manifest for the coming year. And so um, this will be an episode of our reflections now and some of our you know, highlights or best moments and lessons learned from our episodes that we've had this year. Okay, before we do that though, let's jump into the pickup line of the week because this actually kept going and I wish I could have participated. So the first one is, are you a Nissan? Because I want you all to myself. Like, oh, that's cute. Myself. And then <laughs> somebody replied to that and said, is you a Chevy? Because I'm trying to make you my little boo. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Try that for the, for, the, for the week, you guys. Um, those are two to run with it. I don't know. Or keep it going if you got one that you want to do. What could you say? Um. Uh, are you a? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, are you a Dodge? Because you remind me of my Jeep. But hey. they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they are the same family. But <laughs> I don't know nothing about cars for real, so I would be the one to mess it up. I'd be like, "Are you a Camry?" Because <laughs> I don't have no because. <laughs> Are you a Ford? Because you Mustang. <laughs> Mustang. <laughs> Are you calling me Musty? Like, what? Yes. <laughs> I'm not about to play with you. Those are terrible. Okay, if y'all have real ones, we'll we'll put them on Instagram and see if people can actually make the puns. Okay, we'll keep it going. I'm gonna post this to see if we can keep it going. That's hilarious. Oh. All right. Well. Um, we are going to start this episode with lessons learned. Normally, we end it um, that way, but you know, we've had a year full of dating. So much has changed over this year. Like a lot has changed for both of us as far as mm-hmm. dating goes. I feel okay. so. Um, we have some things to offer up. You want to go first? Um, sure. So, for my big transition is when I when this year started. I feel like I was coming off of a very frustrating holiday um, with the person I was dating at the time. Um, I think we may have made it like a little under a year. 
Um, and so a lot of my lessons learned came from that, but I am now in a relationship and I am happy, but I am also still learning constantly. Um, so between the two, here are some of my lessons learned. So first one is to trust your gut with red flags. If there mm -hmm. are red flags and your non-negotiables, trust your gut. My next one is stop allowing what feels good for you keep you from what is good for you. All right now. You up my alley. You on my block. Um, remember to show grace and self-evaluate in times of frustration. That is one that I'm really working on, especially being in a relationship because it's totally different, which brings me to my next one of confronting issues are better than hiding and, and then hiding them and, and overanalyzing them because I do that a lot. I'm so used to like, because I was dating versus being in a relationship, if something bothered me, I would just stop talking to that person. And it's like, I can't do that in my relationship because I'm trying to be productive and move forward. So it's forcing me to confront stuff. But honestly, doing that keeps me from overanalyzing and assuming that it's something that it's not. So um, take time to understand your partner's love language and be okay with recognizing that you are not compatible, if that's mm -hmm. the case. Um, stop giving undeserving people access to you because of fear of hurting feelings or disappointment. Oh, yes. So that one is a big one for me that I feel like I am constantly learning. There was an ex that tried to pop back up, and he has been around for so long, like these pop-ups, because me just saying, like, you don't deserve to be around me anymore wasn't easy to come out because like and I know that sounds crazy when somebody has hurt you to think that you would be scared of disappointing them or hurting their feelings but if there's parts about you that somewhat still care about them or if you just are a person like me that's a people hoarder and and like just trying to be a genuine person you feel like you gotta always like walk on eggshells to make sure you're not hurting nobody else when in reality some people just shouldn't be in your presence anymore and if mm -hmm. saying like you don't deserve to be here anymore hurts their feelings it's probably a result of something that they did and you should not carry that weight for them because that's why they're able to keep popping back up is because you're carrying the weight of things that they did to you and you're trying to figure out how you could have responded differently so um again that point is stop giving undeserving people access to you because of fear of hurt feelings or disappointment mm -hmm. and then the last one is being in love with someone does not give you the right to be selfish with them or their time and those are my lessons i love that and you didn't talk about your biggest dating transition. You said last year you were coming out of something bad with a guy. Or it's a no, I said this. Yeah, I said, and now I'm in a relationship. Oh, I missed that part. Oh. I got a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was listening for the word boyfriend. <laughs> you ain't say it, so I felt the way. You know, I'm trying to, like, I don't, I feel like, like <laughs> you have to say it more often. So now I'm trying to, like, draw back. So people that know him, I actually, or know of him, I say his name because, I'm so sick of being like, my boyfriend and my boyfriend and my no. boyfriend. Be like, oh, girl, you have a boy. Like, I haven't, like, admittedly, like, I have not had a boyfriend in a long time. And even when I did, I have always been one of the low, 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 lows. Not like I wasn't out there acting like I was single, but it just wasn't nobody's business. Because 
Half the time I was worried about him making a fool of me. You have to <laughs> if you want to. Ain't nobody know you're my boyfriend anyway. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yes. Well, I let's see. So last year, I was I'm trying to say tell the truth. Well, nobody about to lie. Thank you very much. <laughs> last year, around this time, or at the start of this year, I was recovering from something too, like a relationship that it was a repeat offender, somebody that I felt like. I could have given another chance. It did not work out and that was okay. But I also had to spend time like really healing from that. Like not just, okay, that's over dismissing it, but like really healing from, from it because that was something that had been going on since I was a teenager off and on. And I really truly had not just come to terms with the fact that it just wasn't it. Like it's not going to ever be it. it. You know, it just, no, it just didn't, it's not going to work out, whatever. So I had to come to terms with that. And I had to heal from the way that I was treated in that relationship. And I, it hurt my feelings because I thought that I just had grown out of it, but I really was still dealing with a lot of things that happened in that relationship from when I was a teenager. And I hated admitting that. Like I was like, that's so stupid, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I guess my lesson I don't have as many lessons as you. I think I ha I just learned one really big lesson this year that is has really opened me up to a bunch of stuff. Um, and so a lesson that I am continuously teaching myself is similar to one of yours, which was, you know, what you don't owe people. Like, you don't owe people this. You don't owe people another chance to mess up all the time. You really don't like forgiveness doesn't always require that you don't owe people an explanation for why you're not interested in doing this with them again now or ever. Like you, you don't owe people all these things, but I forgot to tell myself what I owe myself. Like yeah. I was spending a lot of time closing doors and closing doors and closing doors, and closing things off and saying no to this, and saying no to that. And making sure I didn't get too far in with this because I didn't, that's not what I wanted. I don't want to waste time, but I hadn't taken time to really open myself up to anything. So I spent time, you know, writing in my journal about what I felt like I owed to myself. And I owed myself one, a lot of apologies. Like I was so hard on myself about that last thing that it was time to say, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I've, I, shouldn't have entered back into that, but it's okay. And I, I owe myself an apology and I owe myself some, a lot of forgiveness. So I was mm -hmm. apologizing to myself and I was forgiving myself for my decisions. Um, you know, telling myself it's okay, girl, you know, it's not the end of the world, that type of thing. And telling myself it's okay to feel bad about it. Like you're not yeah. weak. You're not stupid. You feel bad about it because it hurt. You don't feel bad about it because you're a dummy like those kinds of things. So I was telling, you know, forgiving myself, apologizing to myself, just like in the cyclical pattern. I feel like I spent the first part of the year doing that. And then I got really close to somebody and I realized that I could have gotten closer to them, but I wasn't allowing it because I was too busy bracing myself for the bad that could happen. Mm -hmm. And so I had to tell myself, you owe this 
to yourself. Like you owe this person, you're, you're having fun. Like you're spending time with them. You're having fun talking to them. You are appreciating them. They are appreciating you. You owe yourself that enjoyment, no matter how it ends right now, you're enjoying yourself. So live right now in this moment and enjoy it. And so I was doing a lot more of that and that opened myself up to like really liking somebody. So girl, I feel like you were waiting for that. So. Oh, babe. <laughs> and so I, and we, again, Rachel, this is another shout out to you because this is something that we discussed years ago. Right. And it has always stuck with both of us. We always like bring it back up that, you know, I said one time that I didn't want to get my hopes up about something. And she was like, well, what is hope for if they're not up? Like, that's where hopes belong. Like, and I was like, well, that, what if I get let down? She was like, you're thinking of your hopes as an egg. Like, you have to, like, be really careful with them. And then if you drop them, they're broken forever. And that's not true. She was like, think of them more as, like, a rubber ball. Like, your hopes are way, way up. If you get let down, they hit the ground and they bounce back up for the next thing. Like, you have to think of it like yeah. that or you're always going to be tiptoeing around every situation. And I was like, girl, yes. And so now, like, whenever either of us feels like we're bracing ourselves for impact of being let down. We just say like, remember we're bounce, we're rubber balls. We're bouncy balls. Like do not tiptoe around this, have fun, be excited about it. And if it ends badly, it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. You're not shattered. You have the opportunity to get your hopes up about something else because life goes on. And so that's what I've been living in. Like this whole, I would say probably like the second half of the year, I have really been in a really great space as far as, dating my dating life goes i've been on some dates both well let's not get too ahead of ourselves <laughs> I, I, do. I, I am dating someone that i like but you know things are going the way that we want them to go it ain't like so you got a football team like rachel no i do not you know now you know me better than to know the things that i would even try to keep that many people around that many men around me at one time <laughs> But, you know, I went on some other dates here and there and, you know, my, I was like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. But I was like, you know, my eggs like this basket. So we over here. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm here and it's, it's cool. I'm enjoying myself. Um, and I can finally say like when people be like, so where do you think it'll go? I'll be like, I don't know, but I hope X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't feel crazy for saying that I have hopes for this. And if it doesn't turn mm -hmm. out the way that I hope, it's going to be okay. I ain't going to die. I'm going to still be fine tomorrow. Like, yeah. you know, life will you carry on. Physically or like all of that. I'm going to be fine, like, yeah. in, with myself, and I'm going to still look good. So, yes. you know, there will never be a shortage yes. of people. <laughs> <laughs> I know the same way. But, oh, what, what P word were you going to use? I don't even remember what I was about to say, but. <laughs> I'm, girl, um, I'm good. Like I feel good. So that's yeah, my lesson. I, I'm I'm kind of like that's where I'm at. Even with my relationship, I am very happy. Um, like I said, I'm still learning more about myself every day and just how to handle a relationship. Just because I haven't been in one where I felt like they were moving with intent in mm -hmm. a few years. And so this is very different for me because this is a very intentional man, but he does things that I don't necessarily always care for it so like 
like again, like having those areas of grace and then checking myself in the meantime, because some of the stuff I get irritated about is really just me doing too much when he's actually trying. So right. catching myself there. But then too, like I and I've said it because of course since he, he does all these great things and everybody like, Oh, y'all gonna get married one day and I'm like, Oh, we have been in a relationship five minutes, calm down. <laughs> but like I always say, you know, I think the difference between this relationship and any other that I've been in is if this relationship does not work out, I don't think it's going to be from a lack of us trying. Right, right. And so I can have peace with that because we are both putting our best foot forward with this um, to make it work. But also at the same time, I do, I do believe that like when everybody's been reflecting and posting all this stuff about how 2018 kicked their butt, like there may have been times in 2018 that that happened for me, but I can't remember. Like not saying that I just had this beautiful bliss. No, it just was the good outweigh the bad. Right. God just must have been protecting me because I can't just sit there and write down all these woe is me stuff that happened. And I don't know. 2018 probably dragged me by my scalp and I don't remember. Like I like a really good peaceful place right now. I have my days, but I got anger issues. So it could just be that I have an attitude. I probably ain't nothing even happening to me. But like, I just, I'm really grateful for that. And because of that, and because I had that peace. And I think for like a few years now, I've really like been handing over a lot of stuff to God. And that's one of my lessons learned is to hand my relationship to him too. Mm-hmm. So like, if, if it is not for me, I am... I, and I'm not saying I don't care about my, my man, because I do. But if it ain't for me, I trust God enough to know that there is something else that he I know that's right. And so with that, that makes me be confident in the space that I in, I'm in right now and still walk with that same confidence in whatever space I'm going to be in the next year. So yeah. I'm good. I'm here for all of this. Um, so with these lessons learned, what would you like to manifest in this next year? Um, so I only have a couple things that I'm pretty sure more going to develop closer to. I just, my brain is, is in 2019, I guess. Um, one is connecting with people who are willingly wanting to be connected to me. So like putting my efforts where they are appreciated and not tolerated. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, I catch myself doing that, and I'm like, how do I even have time to do that? Which is probably why I get mad when I feel like I'm wasting my time with people who don't respect it. But so that's one. Um, holding myself accountable for items that have been placed on my heart. So whether it's in a relationship, a friendship, if it's a passion project, if it's work, if I feel like there's something placed on my heart that I need to be doing, I'm going to hold myself more accountable with following through on that. Um Next is celebrating my small wins. I am going to be dedicated to finding some way. I think I'm going to get a cork board and like use those to write down. Cause while I don't remember all the bad things that happened, I do remember like taking some, what I consider to be small wins for granted. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to recognize those in 2019. Um, another manifestation is that Say the Date podcast is going to exceed what our expectations are for 2019. We're going to do a lot of different things and keep this show on the road. Yes. And the last thing, of course, is losing weight because I am big as hell. So <laughs> I just had to add that on there. 
<laughs> really need to be dedicated in 2019 or by 2020, I'm going to be a thousand pounds and I can't. So, all that's right. Me. Um, I don't want to talk about my individual manifestations. I will say, in general, though, I want to manifest um, discipline. Like yes. I am calling discipline into my life right now. I'm trying, I'm doing now things to help myself be more disciplined and to stick to my routines and to my guns on certain things. But I'm, I am calling down heaven on discipline in my life. Cause that's, yes. that keeps me from a lot of my goals. I think it's just not simply not being disciplined. It's my fault. Like I can't, I have no other excuse sometimes than the fact that I didn't move on something when I should have. Or when I could have, or I was doing this instead of this, and I knew better, type of thing. So then, um, so I want that, and the idea, I want to remove the idea that I am incapable or not knowledgeable enough to do certain things. Because I don't know where that comes from, but I always shy away from doing things or putting myself out there because I just feel like as soon as I do, somebody's going to call my bluff and then I'll be looking stupid. And half the time, mm -hmm. it don't even be that serious. I just, <laughs> I get so anxious about moving forward on ideas and plans and stuff that I have just because I just am scared that. So it's, I'm calling down, it's the, it's the hopefulness and confidence and discipline. I want to be hopeful in this next year. I want to move with confidence, even if I don't have all the, um, you know, pieces to the puzzle right in front of me at the time. I want to move with some confidence and some purpose because I believe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I will, it'll figure itself out. And I want that discipline. I need it. Like, I have already made my list of goals for 2019. They are attainable. Like, they're not, they're not things that, Oh, these are a long shot. Like, they're not even things that I feel like I need to pray that hard about. They're things that I've been praying about and that God is probably like, girl, like, <laughs> come on. Like, what you doing? What are you waiting for? And so now that's how yeah. I feel. So I just, I've, I'm looking at them on my little whiteboard every day. And I know this, I've started writing down like steps that I can take towards each of them like daily or by this month I need to have X, Y, and Z done. Everything is so tangible. Like, I'm just looking at it right there in my face. Like, if I can do this for three months straight, this goal will be accomplished. I can wipe it off this board and, and be done with it. So it's just, that's what I want. I want I want that. I want the feeling of accomplishment to just keep coming and coming and coming. Um, even down to if the things that I'm doing don't work out, I will feel accomplished because I tried it. Because I'm so used to, like, not even doing stuff because I'll be scared. So, um, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I am. My hands are I open. I'm going to claim that as well. I'm going to take all that in as well. I receive it because I need it. Yeah. So our hands are open. Our hearts are open. Our minds are clear and focused. My pockets open too, Lord. Oh, take hello. It. Take Let's say that one real loud, God. These pockets are open <laughs> and empty. So fill me up, God. <laughs> fill me up. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I got for this lessons learned segment and manifestations for the coming year. Um, Candice, you said some people shared some online. Yes, they did. They shared lessons learned. They didn't do manifestations. Okay. But we got some interesting ones. One second. 
Oh my okay. God. The first one is trust your gut. Oh, that was the first on my list. Don't be afraid to communicate and protect your peace. Mm-hmm. No matter how you feel and rationalize things, others don't have to feel the same way you do. Wow. That, that is it. Um, let the person you know, uh, let the person you love know how you really feel about them and don't be afraid to take that next step. Mm-hmm. The importance of communication in a relationship is one of the lessons they learned. And then the other is, he's, okay, I don't know what you meant by that. Okay, next one. Notice some something early on. Okay, she said some, but that's how we say in literal. That's how we spell something. We just say some. Mm-hmm. If you notice early on, don't ignore it. Speak on it or leave. Another one says, when you find the right person, you realize it is worth the wait. Um, another one says, oh, come on, man. How did that cut off? Okay, another one that I really like says, be an active listener. Communicate with a purpose. Yes. That's good, especially when you are in a relationship, mm-hmm. but it's good anywhere. Um, another one is, if they, can't, if they can't give you effort, don't give them the time. Mm. Another one is, no matter what, love is an action word in all caps. These, some of these are men, so they must really been learning this year. Yeah, because their girlfriend's been leaving them. It's like, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I, no, I had two exes that responded to this, so uh. you know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, no matter what, love is an action word. Saying you love me a million times, a million. Okay, I think his message got cut off, so we're just going to leave it as. Um, no matter what, love is an action word. Oh, okay, never mind. He did too. Saying you love me a million of the a million of times means nothing if you aren't willing to put into action, even if it's hard. At least try. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, <laughs> the last lesson learned by our readers was you can get cheated on and it still be your fault somehow. That means you opened up that door and gave space for someone else to come in. So it is your fault. Child, please. I was about to say. It was a guy who said it, so usually. Oh, so he must have got cheated on and the girl made him feel like it was his fault. It's not your fault. She made a decision. She should have left you. She absolutely could have. She could have went on about her business. It ain't your fault, bruh. We got your back. It might have got your back. Uh, I don't know what you did to that girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, at this time, I sound like I'm about to make a church announcement. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to throw it back a little bit to some of our episodes over the year and play some of our favorite clips of lessons learned and things that were said on the show that were gems we dropped i guess or somebody on the show dropped so um thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy this clip is from episode 14 it's called over and under and it was about like oversharing or undersharing information in the initial dating stages like you ever dated somebody and find out stuff about them later that they could have told you up front? <laughs> 
Yeah, or stuff that they just told you too much of a friend. <laughs> like the baby mama story. Exactly. So this is just a quick dating tip from that episode. It says, uh-huh. on a date, it should only feel like there are two people in the room. And I want to rephrase that to say, on a date, not only should it only feel like there are two people in the room, it should feel like there are two people in this room. You shouldn't be the only one talking, sir. Or ma'am. Like, right. Shut up. There's no reason we on this date and all I'm hearing is about your family and you leave with my first and last name. Like, no, this should be a fluid conversation of us getting to know each other, not necessarily getting to know each other's entire life stories on a date. We'll have plenty of time for that or we won't. If we, If the date doesn't go well, we just won't get to share all that stuff. And I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay, this clip is from episode 16, probate season. So this episode, we were kind of talking about sharing about your partner. And, oh, man, this kind of makes me think of Michelle. Because, you know, like we mentioned about her talking about how Chad plucked her baby here and all that stuff. And surprisingly, now we find out that he was actually mentally abusive. So, yeah, like looking back. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that's exactly what this episode was about. And about that clip, like, is about once you start sharing stuff about your relationship, maybe you don't want, don't, maybe you don't care for others' opinions, but you kind of invited it. Exposed <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So here's that clip. And if you feel like sharing everything that happens in your relationship, that is just fine. But just know that you have invited everyone else's opinions. They don't always yep. have a right to them, but it's like you opened up a door and was like, hey, this is my whole relationship. Talk amongst yourself. Come on in. Like, that's, right. that's what it seems like. So, you don't have to listen to their opinions, but know that people take that as an invitation to comment. Um, yeah, you know what? I feel like that was my lesson learned. Is <laughs> that when that your entire relationship, yeah, when your entire, when your entire relationship is public, it invites public comment and when the whole thing is private you got your partner looking like you don't necessarily not private secret when the whole thing is secret you got your partner looking like they don't really matter much to you when you're like behaving as if you don't have a significant other and that's not fair and y'all bringing down people's self-esteem so be good to your partners and keep something sacred and intimate for yourself that's my lesson learned in episode 17, um, we talk, it was called Who Said That? And it was like talking about where we learned some of our dating practices or some of our expectations that we have for dating. Some of them we learned from parents. Some of them we learned trial and error. So um, this is... Some of us just won it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not won it. <laughs> some of us just won it. <laughs> so this clip is about um, a lesson that um, many of us need to learn and some of us have learned, but, you know, something important that we can take away from our dating process. I don't like the saying you teach people how to treat you. It's true, but it also makes it seem like you're supposed to be you showing someone it. something. Yeah. And there's, and then you should be, exp- you should, it makes it seem like you're showing someone something and then you wait for them to behave the way that you're telling them they need to behave. That's not true to me. You're showing someone how you expect to be treated, and then you 86 them when they don't treat you that way. 
You don't wait. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to wait for someone to treat you or, you know, stick around and wait for them to see that you're trying to teach them a thing. And, and that's the way I think that women are taught to date, that we show we're supposed to say, this is what I want you to do. And then we wait for them to do it as opposed to saying, no, 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 this is the way I like to be treated. And if you don't treat me this way, there is another person that I'm looking for because that is the person that I need to be with. This clip is from episode 27 where we had special guest Stephanie Johnson from the show Love at First Flight. We talked about love with like time limits and pressure applied. She was on a reality show where they had a limited amount of time to get to know each other and they traveled all over the place. And so she had a couple gems to drop about um, how she manages her time dating and being honest about what kind of time you're willing to spend getting to know somebody before you're over it, before you feel like it's a waste of time. So here's that clip. Right. And I think she did a really good job of um, just being clear about kind of what we talked about in our red flags episode. I think she did a really good oh, job yeah, of yeah, yeah. the show saying like, this just isn't for me. And that kind of helps cut down that time. So a lot of great takeaways. Yes, absolutely. Thanks again, Stephanie. Here's that clip. <laughs> no one has time to waste. Like I know, but honestly, like wasting time has been my biggest challenge in in dating. Like if I don't see, if I don't see the future, if I don't, if I don't see you being an asset and me being able to help your vision, like I don't, I don't enjoy kids. I don't like kids ministry. I don't like kids youth. I want kids, but I'm not. You know, you know, some people. I'm being honest. Some people are like they'll go up to babies and like I'm not that person. I think babies. I'm never gonna like mistreat a kid, but I'm not a kid person, so I would not work right. with a youth pastor. That's what I'm saying. But you have to know that about yourself. Not that I'm being rude or not being open I, I don't like people, other people's kids that don't work for me you know so <laughs> you, know your, know you, gotta be you gotta be honest know your boundaries you know so that's true sorry you pastors not for me go ahead <laughs> <laughs> okay episode 18 we are going to share my disgusting story again about a, <laughs> uh, somebody asking for a second date that they didn't deserve I'm not even going to speak too much on that because if you guys didn't listen um, I think you'll get a kick out of it for now. So it was actually hilarious. It's messed up, but it was funny. So check it out. It's childish, <laughs> but she got a good lesson out of it. So here's the clip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my lesson learned would be um, to understand what you would want out of a second date before you agree to go on a second date. Because if the first date went good or bad. Um, if you think you could, if you think it was tolerable and somebody you like, just under, be true to yourself and kind of think through like, what would I want the second date to be like? Don't overthink it, but understand, you know, like, is this somebody that, like I said, for me, I have to be able to have fun. Like, think about what your triggers are, what you like and what you don't like. If it's something that you feel like is going to be repetitive, it's okay to say no to the date. But if it's something that, Honestly, you were probably just tripping off of that wasn't that big of a deal. Then, you know, look past that and look at their potential and remember why you gave them your number or your contact or agreed to go on the date with them in the first place. And kind of use that to judge whether you feel like you should go on a second date. And then have fun, you know, get to know them in, in between because that's only going to help make the date experience better. And eat food um, when you drink. So in episode 31, we talked about our trust issues and how, you know, when you're dating, you're dealing with people and you have to kind of figure out how to trust and how to um, 
you know, sometimes you get let down and you have to regain someone's trust or someone has to regain your trust or you have to like let go of everything that happened in the last relationship so you can trust a new person. So it's just a lot. It's a lot of trusting and learning and it's a process. So in this clip, one of our listeners shared with us a letter and she said something very profound about the process of trusting. Um, And it wasn't necessarily about trusting somebody else. But in all honesty, something that I came to realize in my period of being single until now, embarking on my new relationship, yes, girl, and she got her somebody that got it together, yes. was that I had to learn to trust myself again. I cannot tell you how many times I would cry myself to sleep, beating myself up for choosing someone that would hurt me so bad. And then to think about wanting to get back out there again, try to date again, what if I make the same decision twice? But in the advice my mom She always says to just put on your lipstick and get out there. So after taking time to truly heal and truly love me and understand that there was nothing wrong in who slash how I picked my last relationship Mm -hmm. and that as much as it hurt, it caused um, as much hurt it caused. It taught me exactly what I don't want out of a future slash current relationship and ultimately helped me reshape my understanding of my worth and value and trust. I will never let anyone else discount the gift of being with me again. Yes, girl. Aww. You cannot let one situation slash relationship define your story slash experience in life. Take the lesson and move on to the next. Trust there is always a better, a better and brighter tomorrow, especially when you trust yourself first. Woo. So this episode, <laughs> episode 19, <laughs> um, and giving it up and definitely just understanding like, uh, what you're willing to give up and what you're willing to sacrifice. And I think, uh, I would say that this year has been my year of challenging myself with that and like just saying no to stuff that I'm not willing to give up and understanding that and sticking by it and then vice versa, learning how to compromise. So in this clip, um, we're going to talk about some of the lessons we learned about things like that. And if y'all got feedback on that, I would love to hear and see what you plan on changing in 2019. Absolutely. It's like some people think that being stressed out is part of a relationship. Unless you are so strung out and pressed over this person, it's not real. And that's just not okay. Like, and that's not even, it should not be that much drama that early. Right. And love does not have to be hard. So stop listening to people who tell y'all that. Like, it's hard work and dedication, yes, but love doesn't have to be hurtful. And neither does a relationship. It doesn't have to be all these ups. It it is inevitable, that especially not that, that early. Like right? Why are if you already jealous three that early, stressed out, girl? <laughs> that's crazy to me. I don't understand. Like y'all having full on arguments and like it's just that's not healthy. Why would you get in a relationship? Or if they jealous, why would you get in a relationship with somebody that already has jealousy? It is only yeah. going to get worse, especially if you are not willing to adjust or compromise which we'll get into that later but if you're not willing to um sacrifice a compromise whatever it is that's bothering them that bad y'all probably don't need to be in a relationship on episode 30 we talked about settling for safe um dating is risky business all right and sometimes we get caught up in trying to find like the best option or the most exciting option and so we talked a little bit about um trying to find everything you want in a partner and not settling for something just to be with somebody. Um, There were lots of gems dropped in this episode. So here is one that we thought stood out. 
All I'm saying is the mindset doesn't have to be compromise on looks so you can have the other things that you need. Because to me, that's insulting. Yes. If you feel like you're compromising <laughs> on something that, and, and then that goes back to, I think what the article is saying when they're saying the most attractive or compromising a little on looks, that's what I was saying. I think they're talking about somebody being universally attractive. I don't think they're just talking about how you see the person, which I wanted to mm -hmm. emphasize because you don't have to have the most universally attractive person. Everybody doesn't need to find your person attractive. It's about you right. and what you think about them. And that's why I was saying, no, you should not be feeling like you are compromising on this person's looks. What you should be mm -hmm. feeling like is I found a person that I am attracted to in all of these different kinds of ways. And that is all that matters to me. You shouldn't be feeling like I found a person who's, eh, you know, they're all right, but they have all the other things that I need. So we're going to go with it. Because, <laughs> I mean, at that point, you you basically settling too. So yeah. it's just, yeah. And there's always going to be somebody that look better than somebody, period. Always. You got to find a happy place. I am not the finest person. It's lots of people who don't think I'm the cutest. And so if you're always looking for somebody that everybody finds fine, there's like 10 people on this earth that everybody thinks is fine. Like, I, I, you're not going to find that person. You pull up with me to a function, it's going to be somebody in the room that thinks I'm not that cute and that you could have done better. So if you're looking for everybody else's approval, you are going to be, you know, you're going to be in the limbo of compromising either for looks or compromising for whatever else. Just don't do that. Look, do it. Find out what you like. Find out why you like it. Because a lot of us do like a lot of things because we think everybody else is going to think it's lit. Like, no. Mm -hmm. Find out what you like. Find out why you like it. And go for that. And then don't compromise on that, on the things that you like. And make sure they're reasonable and they make sense and they are healthy for you. And not just what's going to be lit and what's going to look good and if y'all going to look like a power couple or whatever. Okay, this clip is from our anniversary episode. So yay, shout out to us. We made it one year. Hey. It's been a great year. Um, and this episode, uh, we actually featured a speaker from uh, on our episode, and he talked about celibacy and subtracting sex. Um, so you guys should really check this out. I think we had a lot of really great lessons learned in this episode. If, if any listeners are out there and you're having sex, this is the best strategy to audit your relationship to see if you're going anywhere. Have an intentional conversation with your partner. Say, look, I want to find out if we're in love and here's how we're going to do it. We're going to stop having sex. And what that forces you to do is examine the relationship because up until then, I didn't have to examine the relationship. We were giving each other what we needed. But when you stop having sex, you put that, that relationship under a microscope. Right. And, and now you're basically saying, look, if we're really in love, let's just get married. But if we're not in love, let's stop wasting each other's time Very because guess what? I want to have sex again. And if you're not the girl that I'm in love with, let me go find her. You know what I mean? It's that simple. All right. Episode 29. Um, keep that same energy. That episode, we were sharing how if you get someone used to something, you need to be able to be consistent about it. That's all we ask. Show me who you are the first time. Don't give me all this flash and right. and. and and everything and then expect for me to just let that go as we get in this relationship and keep going so keep that same energy and keep it interesting and Imani actually shared um some really profound lessons <laughs> uh, so Chisa, <laughs> listen up I, I think it's going to mean a lot for you guys and I hope that it helps uh kind of change the way you're dating in the future okay 
Um, I'm just going to reiterate things that I've already said. I said, uh, to pay attention to that. Um, the stages of the relationship don't settle in for each person at the same time. So while you may be comfortable, someone else may be bored. So it's important to listen to each other when it comes to that kind of thing. Don't make the person feel bad for not having fun right now. And the fact that you're enjoying yourself and they're not just find a way to fix it. Like it doesn't have to be a big altercation. And when you're telling your partner that things are not fun anymore, make sure that you're being diplomatic about it sometimes. Like be open about mm-hmm. it. Just say, you don't have to be like, you boring as hell. I don't like this. This is so <laughs> like, why? You don't have to, you don't have to do all of that all the time. Or if it's a guy like, you don't never do this. You don't never dress up. You don't never want to go nowhere. Da, da, da. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be a fight. You got, it can really, cause sometimes people don't realize that they have become comfortable and have stopped <laughs> doing things that you like. So, just bring it to them in a way that just says like, Hey, there's this thing that's going on. Um, kind of boring right now. And, uh, I love you. I like really, or I really like you. I want, I don't want this to be over, but, uh, what are we going to do? Spice like, it up. We gotta, yeah, let's find some stuff to do or just come straight in with suggestions, but don't, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it really does not have to be a fight. You guys, it doesn't have, you don't have to be angry about the fact that that it's boring because there are things you can do to fix that. And if the person is anti fixing it or refuses to acknowledge the fact that you're bored as if they can tell you whether or not you're bored, um, (laughs) you might want to reevaluate the person that you're dating. On episode 24, we talked about being single and choosy. Um, both of us went through a long season of singleness and in that season, people were kind of like, making it seem like something is wrong with being single and still not wanting to date people. Like oh, you're single, give them a chance. And da, da, da. And we're kind of just like, no, like you have, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You have a right when you're single to be very particular about who you choose to date. Being single is not a curse. You, you can take your time and only date who you want to date. You don't have to be open to everything just because you don't, you're not partnered. Like it's okay. So, mm-hmm. um, can, on this episode, Candace gave us a really good um, piece of information or insight about uh, what you can do while single. Like being single is not just this lull in your life. You can do a lot while single and you should be you know, excited about that. So here's that clip. Whether you are married or not married, you still should be getting the satisfaction and joy of family relationships and people, period. Amen. Like, none of us are meant to be alone terminally. Even if, and there are some people, and I used to think it was crazy, but there are literally some people that are called to be single forever. And I used to think that, I was like, oh my God, please don't let this be God. <laughs> don't let this be God, please. I'm a helper and I know that I can help help and nurture people that ain't my husband God please please do not tell that story to me Jesus but <laughs> but then it goes <laughs> but then it goes back to being content again with the favor that it is with being single and so I really had to learn that like because there was a time where I was like well I know I want to have a family and I know I want to have kids and I know I want to have a husband I still ain't got no husband so if I got no husband I ain't going to be able to have kids because I'm not signed up to do this by myself <laughs> those are the talks I used to like have and now it's like but look 
even if I meet my husband in the next 30 days, even if I meet my husband tomorrow, not if I get married tomorrow, but even if I meet my husband tomorrow, look how productive I've been single. Come on in here. Whether that be kingdom work or just outside of it, look how productive I've been single. There are things that I've gotten accomplished in my life as a single woman and it's been lit. Okay. So, Boom. We done. Okay. I have one more gem that I want to drop just okay. for the end of the year. Um, my tip for 2019, I said, find some friends who will tell you the truth. Someone who will stop encouraging toxic habits, friendships, and relationships. Someone who will hold you accountable and remind you of the grace you've been shown for things you don't deserve. And not just anybody, but someone you trust. That way, when they hold you accountable, you take it out of love and not judgment. I think that was, I, after I wrote it, I also took heed to it. So I really think that we need to get around more trustworthy people that are going to keep it real with us. I totally agree. Totally yep. agree. All right. And we hope you have a wonderful 2019. Happy New Year. Woo-hoo. Yes. I wish I had a noisemaker. But w- yes, wishing you the most prosperous new year of many more lessons learned and many more opportunities and successes and all of that stuff like i'm I'm excited about this next year and i hope you are too yes we will miss you guys but we will see you in the new year we'll talk to you right yeah i don't be seeing us we might see y'all in the new year you never know you never know (laughs) all right bye y'all bye